Hey, what's going on, guys? Today's show is brought to you by our dear, dear, dear friends at Lorenzotti, Italy. You guys know them well by now. And if you haven't tried their premium Italian coffee, I don't know what you're waiting for. Who doesn't want premium coffee delivered right to their door so that they can pretend in these days of the COVID lockdown that they're sitting in the rolling hills of Tuscany enjoying a delicious cup of coffee, maybe even brewed in some professional brewing, uh, coffee brewing equipment supplied by Lorenzotti Coffee. So if that sounds good to you, do yourself a favor, go to Lorenzotti.coffee and use my promo code FICTION so they know that I sent you and you can get 10% off your order. That is Lorenzotti.coffee, L-O-R, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I.coffee, promo code FICTION for 10% off. Get your days started right with a cup of coffee that tastes like freedom. Go to Lorenzotti.coffee. Coffee, promo code fiction. All right, let's start the show. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceilings does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of your favorite ANCAP Libertarian podcast, Peddling Fiction. I, of course, am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, the one and only Johnny the Gentile Profita, broadcasting once again, deep behind enemy lines south of the border. And man, I was just talking to some of my friends back in Chicago Bad times over there, huh? They got slammed with a bunch of snow. Now the temperatures are dropping. They're getting like massive fucking winds and below zero wind chills and everything like that. Couldn't be happier that I am not there. I mean, I I just can't imagine going back to that lifestyle now. I've been here way too long. Even just you know, um, yesterday, while um, actually the last couple of days, while I'm I'm sitting. In the uh, the living room, the table I work at overlooks the bay, so I can see you know I can see the ocean and all these boats going by. And the last two mornings, there have been some humpback whales just having a fucking blast, really close to shore. Yesterday, they were within like maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty yards of the shore. And it's just a wonderful fucking thing, you know. You you're doing work, you look up, all of a sudden you got some whales jumping around in the, in the ocean right out front and so you take a little break go on to the balcony grab a cup of coffee and and watch the whales for a little bit meanwhile all my poor bastard friends in chicago are freezing their asses off man i just i just can't imagine having to go back to that life i'm going to have to figure out um a way to just make sure that i never have to go back there for an extended period of time. And I have a lot of loose ends to tie up over there. 
and a lot of lifestyle changes I need to make. But that is, uh, I'm getting very motivated to become one of these like digital nomads now that just can travel anywhere, work from anywhere. Because I, I just, I'm not doing that anymore. I, you never realize how miserable you are until you get out of the situation that's making you miserable. It reminds me of, uh, I don't know if I've talked about this on the on the podcast before, but the the, the scene from The Departed where uh, Matt Damon's like laying in bed with that chick and he's like, you know, you're going to have to let me know if we're not going to make it because I'm fucking Irish. I'll put up with something being wrong for my entire life. And that that's pretty much my mentality. I mean, I, I am like part Irish, part Italian for the most part. So um, <laughs> you can imagine what my temper gets like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was just going through the motions for years over there. And now that I'm out of it and I'm in a completely different environment with completely different people and, and culture and food and everything like that, it's been a big wake-up call for me, which is good. I'm glad it came when it did. I mean, better late than never. It's it's a shame that I've, I've wasted so much time in situations that were not very fulfilling for me. But you can't dwell in the past. You got to move forward. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Just, I don't know if I was talking to somebody or if I was just sort of walking the beach and, and thinking to myself about in, it being in Chicago and everything. Oh, somebody mentioned uh, dibs, like parking dibs. We were talking about uh, Chicago. I was talking with a friend of mine and it just came up this thing in Chicago. And it's a great example of everyday anarchy, the, the good kind of everyday anarchy, not like the cartoonish version that you hear about in the news or something like that. But in Chicago, when we get pounded with snowstorms, people dig out parking spots on their street in front of their house or whatever and they we save parking spots uh, that we've dug out of the snow with like folding chairs or bucket like five gallon paint buckets and things like that and and people respect this it's just like a under it's a rule that I don't know if this exists in other cities I haven't heard of other cities really doing it um, this is just like an agreed upon rule there's no law or anything that says you can reserve parking spots with fold-out chairs or anything but society just came together and they like listen we are going to accept this and it, it was just one of these peaceful agreements a voluntary agreement between an entire society of people and I don't know that just made me laugh thinking about uh everybody having to dig out their fucking cars and save their parking spots with like folding chairs and I'm I'm sitting over here. If it dips below seventy degrees, I'm like freezing cold. <laughs> and, uh, there's just uh, there's no way I can go back to that. But anyway, I wasn't really planning on talking about that much. There's a lot of interesting things going on the last few days. the The Biden administration has been operating in full force. But before we get into some of that. There's um there's also investigations now underway or planning to get underway by the the House Financial Services Committee I think it is or whatever Maxine fucking Waters is in charge of if you can believe it she's uh she's in one of these finance committees and so she's going to be looking into the whole GameStop fiasco where the Reddit raiders put a put a tremendous short squeeze on some of these hedge funds. 
I want to get into a little bit of that as well. But first, I just have to address the, my favorite fucking punching bag of a politician because she has just been driving me absolutely crazy the last uh, week or so. And it's it's getting to be it, it act like absolutely ridiculous. Just the level of fucking drama queen narcissism coming out of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And of course, yesterday she was, she was trending on Twitter not for uh, very good reasons, if you ask me, but it was a pretty funny trend, and the memes have just been great. Alexandria Casio Smolat or AOC Smolat, um, because she got caught uh, embellishing a little bit about what the, what really happened with her on the uh, tragic events of January sixth. That everyone in the fucking cathedral is just still to this day so up in arms about. I mean, this is just I- I've never seen such a fucking overblown reaction to a benign event ever, and just the the hypocrisy going around where like now all of these fucking liberal democrats are upset that a one one cop died and like 140 were apparently injured which I, I don't even fucking believe that that many were injured i think they're just fucking taking some time off and you can get away with you know feigning a fucking injury but yeah there was that one cop died and we still don't even know how he actually died like they they tried there's a, a story that's out there that's saying that he was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher. That is apparently not the case. So this guy might have gotten hit in the head or something by a fire extinguisher. I'm still not even sure on that. But he died like hours later or the next day or something like that. And they have not been able to uh, prove the case that it, his death was related to this um i remember his family coming out and saying that it wasn't related to that so it could have just been bad timing and they're jumping on this and and trying to use this one cop's death as an example of like this uh you know insurgency but so you have uh you know six months ago you had all of these fucking people attacking police constantly that one uh retired police officer was just shot and killed for trying to defend somebody else's store um, you had, you know, they're marching through the streets, you know, fuck the police, all this shit, which I, I get it. I get it. But now one of, one of them gets killed, possibly maybe related to this insurrection. And this is like the biggest fucking tragedy on the face of the earth. Oh, it's just, it's driving me absolutely fucking crazy. The, the level of feigned outrage and pearl clutching going on for something that happened a month ago. It's been a fucking month and AOC is still clamoring about this. Like she can't get over it. She was so traumatized by a bunch of people fucking breaking into the, the uh, Capitol building, breaking some windows, messing up some offices, stealing a podium. This is like the most tragic event the the trauma all of her past trauma you know now she's a victim of sexual assault and so this is just like this is how people that have been traumatized in the past they can't get over it and oh my god is she just driving me nuts and i know she's doing it on purpose and she's really good at making everything about her this is an intentional you know personal branding technique if you want to call it that or something where she can find a way to make herself the victim 
and get all of this attention. And now this thing that happened a fucking month ago that is totally irrelevant to right now. Like it that could have just come and gone. We never talked about it again and everything's fine. Like just the five people that tragically died during that fucking chaotic mess. That sucks for them. And it's sad, but other than that, I mean, so many more people were fucking killed in every other fucking riot that was going on for months that had cities burning to the ground. And nobody wanted to talk about that. Nobody seemed to give a shit. And people seem to forget that DC was like literally on fire for like fucking nights on end. And like that was just last year. I mean, and we're supposed to think that this one incident, just because, what, it was Trump supporters, it was so much worse than all of this other shit? And it's just, my God, is this fucking bizarre. But Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is just doing such tremendous damage to a younger generation of people. I remember talking with some of my friends, like, oh, she's going to be a flash in a pan. We'll, we'll hear her for a couple years, and then she'll be gone. And I was just thinking, nope. No, nope, I'm going to have to listen to this fucking crazy broad for the rest of my life. She is going to be constantly bitching and and claiming victimhood status even though she's just like she hit the fucking lottery winning that uh whatever fucking race she was in in New York. She was a a run of the mill fucking bartender millennial who has, you know, very little to no appreciable skill whatsoever. Now now she's like a, one of the most powerful, you know, people in the country being in in the Congress. So, I mean, like, the idea that she's a fucking victim here is absolutely ridiculous. But she's victimhood personified. That is her modus operandi. And we have, like, we have entire generations of these overly sensitive, emotional, narcissistic pussies that have been convinced, absolutely convinced, manipulated, propagandized their entire lives to believe that every slight to them is the end of the world. Like, the biggest fucking deal ever. I can't get over this. Everything, every incident, like, no matter how benign it is, it needs to be taken as a direct assault on them, and and then it justifies them having, like, a temper tantrum, a month-long temper tantrum. She's talking about how Ted Cruz tried to have her murdered, like, <laughs> the hyperbole here is off the charts, and it's working. It's getting her a lot of attention, but, man, we have to stomp this shit out, and there's just an entire group of people, like, all these fucking followers of her that carry water for her. It's just, ugh, absolutely disgusting, and this is, like, where the whole microaggressions thing came from, you know, this whole, all this pathetic social justice warrior stuff, you know, actually, I like to call them social justice crusaders, because they're not fucking warriors, they're crusaders, but this is that mentality, and this is what we've been fostering, the way we've been raising kids since, I, I think I was like the tail end of the last generation of kids that just did not get the fucking participation trophy and have their like ridiculous feelings validated at every step of the way no matter how fucking insane they are but this is like what we are this is what we've been developing and AOC is like the epitome of it and it drives me fucking crazy i mean imagine thinking that 
one of the worst things that's happened to you in your entire life is that a bunch of fucking knuckleheads broke into a building next to your building and they were taking selfies and vandalizing things. I mean, so AOC, the reason she was trending is because she's been fucking giving these dramatic fucking uh, Instagram posts or whatever. Hey guys, let's take a quick break and thank one of our other sponsors for today's show. And you know them well as Zipix Toothpicks. Guys, this is the perfect alternative for all you smokers out there. They are nicotine-infused flavored toothpicks that you can enjoy and get your nicotine fix at, from anywhere in the in the country, wherever you are. Doesn't matter if you're inside, outside in a non-smoking area, in a smoking area, with a hot date, doesn't matter. You could pop this toothpick in, chew on it a little bit, get that oral fixation that that some of us need, and also get your nicotine fix at the same time. And nobody's none the wiser. They come in six great different flavors. They got a variety uh, for you to choose from, or you can get the ultimate flavor pack sent directly to you. They're cheaper than any of the -the over-the-counter nicotine alternatives, the gum, the patch, the... Uh, chewing tobacco, whatever it is, these are going to be cheaper and cleaner than a lot of those other ones and just more convenient. I mean, how how much easier can it get to just pop a toothpick in your mouth for a couple of minutes to get to get your craving satisfied? I can't think of uh, a better way of doing that. So go to zippixtoothpicks.com. That's Z as in zebra, I-P-P-I-X.com. Use my promo code FICTION for 10% off your order, and you can start curbing those nicotine cravings without smoking, without chomping on some gum, without having a big wad of chewing tobacco in your cheek. All you got to do is go to zippixtoothpicks.com, use my promo code FICTION so they know I sent you, and you can pop a toothpick in your mouth whenever you need it to satisfy those cravings. So make sure you go and do that right now. All right, let's get back into the show. About how her recollection of the events on January 6th, as if anybody fucking gives a shit about January 6th anymore. Who cares? Who cares? It was a month ago. <laughs> uh, but she was, you know, talking about how she was in her office and then she heard uh, somebody in the halls looking for her and she hid in the bathroom and then somebody walked into her office and said, where is she? And she was, that's when she thought she was going to die and all this. Well, it turns out that um, she could have just breathed a huge sigh of relief because if that story is in fact true, which who knows if she's actually telling the truth or not and not embellishing like she always does. But it turns out that that was, you know, not the violent mob or anything like that. No, no, those were uh, police officers that were sent there to go protect her, and they were looking for her so that they could protect her from the mob that was not in her office, not in that part of the building, in a completely separate building in the same complex. I guess it's connected by tunnels, and I don't know how these tunnels work. I'm guessing they're like underground tunnels or something like that. But she was in a completely separate building. Wasn't even there. Wasn't even fucking there. And she's making this out to be like she is the most victimized, poor little old fucking AOC feared for her life for like 10 fucking minutes before she was evacuated out of this building. Okay, okay. And nobody was fucking, none of these politicians were hurt. None of them. So just shut the fuck up already. The only person that got actually fucking had lethal force used against them was the Trump supporter that got shot in the fucking neck, like point blank. That's it. 
that's the only person that got fucking like legitimately killed that day. Um, we still don't know what happened, like I said, to the officer, and we don't know what happened with these other deaths. I think some of them were like trampled to death accidentally or something, but there were five people I think total died, but none of them were these politicians that, God forbid, they should fear for their life for once. I mean, even if her exact recount of the events were true, I can't think of any event in modern, in, in recent memory that is more worthy of a get over it than this. I mean, okay, so you, for like a minute, you thought that um, there was like a violent mob roaming roaming through your office, and then it turned out to be a police officer, and everything was fucking fine after that? Oh, okay, like, why are we still talking about this? And, oh, I know, I'm not supposed to say get over it, because that's how abusers talk, okay? No, I can say get over it, because nothing fucking happened, and nothing was going to happen. You weren't even in the same goddamn building as the rioters. And yeah, I know, I'm sure it was chaotic, and nobody really knew what was going on and where they were, but it turns out that they were nowhere near you. So, and you turned out to be fine. This is not a big deal. You've had a fucking month to get over it. Get over it. I don't know what else to tell you. Like, oh, you heard people nearby, and one of them opened the door looking for you, and you thought it was rioters, but it was actually like your armed police force protecting you. Uh, normal people, non-psychopaths, would just breathe a sigh of relief and get over it. I mean, I'm sure you'd be pumped with some adrenaline at first. Maybe, you know, you'd need a fucking shot of whiskey or something to calm your nerves, but Jesus Christ, a month later, we're still crying about this? I mean, imagine, just imagine thinking that this, this was such a big traumatic incident that you need to like fucking go on social media and have talks about it and cry about it constantly on fucking Twitter and just thinking that you were, uh, they sent them to murder you and all this shit. I mean, come on, come on. Imagine thinking that this is a big deal. That, that this is like the be-all, end-all, one of the most traumatic events that could ever happen to somebody and just so horrible and unforgivable when nothing actually happened and you weren't even there. You weren't even in the building. Imagine using January 6th where act, like other people were actually killed, as we talked about, and finding a way to make it all about you even though you weren't even in the fucking building. I mean, just because you were in the vicinity of the attack does not fucking mean that you get to claim that you were, like, this fucking huge victim. I'm sorry. You just don't get to do that. And this is what happens when you have this mentality. And you're, there's, she's so fucking desperate to grab this attention and paint herself as a fucking victim. Poor little old me, AOC. They were coming to murder me, and I feared for my life. They're so fucking desperate to get that narrative out there that they have to exaggerate what actually happened and they have to make the, the smallest event into this huge ordeal. Nothing fucking happened here. This was not a big deal. There, there's just so many other things are, are a million times more fucking traumatic than this. It, this doesn't warrant five fucking seconds of bitching and she's going on and on about it for fucking weeks. She just had one of these like, I guess yesterday they were doing this like a whole thing, a whole fucking hearing on the floor where she gets together with all these other pussy politicians and they all fucking cry about January 6th. Get, get, just cry me a fucking river. Who cares? Who cares? Nothing happened. But this is why it, it this is why 
the uh, the Smollett comparison was just so good because the supply of victimhood doesn't meet the demand. And so they have to fucking make shit up. They have to embellish the story. They have to make a very um, run-of-the-mill encounter seem like it's the fucking most traumatic thing on the face of the earth that could ever happen. And I- I'm sure they're just... Um, getting on the Senate floor and fucking crying their their eyes out. Poor little old me. Here come the crocodile tears. And then try to take advantage of this and, and grab some more power. It's just, ugh. What, it's just so despicable and, and obnoxious. How are we not sick of this yet? It is the same thing with Smollett, right? The um, supply of racism in this country and white supremacists going around and randomly beating up black dudes and hanging nooses around their necks in Chicago, February in Chicago, when it's 30 degrees below zero at 2.30 in the morning. The supply of that doesn't quite meet the demand. So they have to make up these ridiculous stories. They're absolutely ridiculous. Anybody that didn't know Jesse Smollett was fucking lying before they proved him to be a liar. I mean, the second I heard that story, I knew it was complete bullshit. The second I heard AOC talking about this, I knew she was just being overly dramatic. I didn't know if it was complete bullshit or not, but... Not only was she being overly dramatic, yeah, she wasn't even actually in the Capitol building. She was in the complex in a separate building, um, never encountered any rioters or anything like that, never even came close to her. Okay. (laughs) Unbelievable. It's like, these are, like I said, the most powerful people in the country, in, in, you know, the House and the Senate and in the upper echelons of the world's most powerful, biggest government of all time. And you're going to claim victimhood status because somebody knocked on the door where you were hiding. I mean, give me a fucking break. People go through worse shit every day of their week. How about all the fucking people that have been had their lives ruined because of these politicians and their reaction to the coronavirus. They've lost their jobs, they've lost, they can't feed their fucking families, and they're sitting around, they can't go to work, they can't do anything, they can't leave their house, and they're sitting around waiting for another fucking $600 check from you guys after you take trillions of, of fucking shit for yourselves. And that's, uh, that's far more stressful and traumatic, if you ask me, than anything AOC has ever fucking experienced, even her sexual assault, which... I don't know. I mean, who knows what sexual assault means to her? It, it, it's like, uh, it's probably like just getting catcalled, like by Ben Shapiro. Or, I mean, uh, it probably takes her like a month to get past uh, a construction worker whistling at her or something. Oh my God. It, it's just unbelievable. I mean, imagine, imagine doing this in light of like uh, throwing this temper tantrum that she's throwing right now over the last week and embellishing what happened to her, making it sound like it was the worst, most traumatic thing ever in light of actual violent riots that she helped fuel and encourage that burned cities to the ground, including Washington, D.C. I mean, we have pictures of it just literally on fire in the background for nights and nights and weeks on end these things were fucking going on and did she have any sympathy towards the people that had other violent rioters with actual weapons and violent intent destroying their stores destroying their livelihood beating their wives with two by fours in front of them parading through neighborhoods threatening to destroy people in their houses (laughs) any any fucking sympathy for those people no 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 
That was perfectly justified, right? That was all okay. And the people who feared for their lives in that situation and maybe stood out in front of their property with guns, well, they're the actual problem. And they don't have a fucking right to do that. They, they, uh, they just have to sit there and take it. Sit there and cower and take it. She gets to fucking get police protection and barricades. And she had no sympathy for anybody that that suffered during these riots. She was probably one of those fucking politicians kneeling in the, um, the fucking dashikis or whatever they were wearing. Absolutely fucking despicable. I mean, what's her position on all of these wars that we've been fighting? I never hear a peep out of her when we fucking drone bomb innocent kids in a third world country. Never any tears for them. No, no. Maybe she hasn't quite figured out a way of making the fact that we're starving children to death in Yemen all about her. I mean, if she could, I'm sure she would. Maybe the flight to Yemen to go get a photo op of her as she watches babies die from cholera. It's just too long of a flight and too much effort. It's so much easier for her to just go to the border and do that. Uh, or just go on fucking make a TikTok video or whatever the fuck these kids are doing these days and cry about it there. I mean, this is fucking unbelievable. She's obviously too busy leading hearings talking about um, her experience on January 6th. But this is apparently what they spent their their time yesterday working on was this uh, dedicated slob fest to AOC and Tlaib and the squad and all these other politicians nobody cares about. No doubt. I haven't watched the, the clips or anything yet, but I'm sure they're just up there crying oh woe is me poor me i was at this insurrection on january 6th jesus christ dude just get over it this whole this is the most narcissistic shit i've ever seen and they they'd never be crying about anything like this if the shoe was on the other foot or if there wasn't a camera on them i mean come on nothing happened to these politicians actually their their offices got destroyed uh, okay and uh, yeah a, a police officer died and five trump supporters four trump supporters or whatever it was i'm i'm sure they're shedding tears over the trump supporters death right i mean give me a fucking break here what would happen if she was and she and all these other politicians who have no problem sending uh, men and women off to fight these fucking pointless wars overseas? What would happen if she was sent off to war and experienced true trauma like these guys coming back without their limbs and, and post-traumatic stress disorder? You ever hear her talk about that? I haven't. I sure haven't. But I have had an assful of all her fucking ridiculous bullshit. Now she's claiming to be a victim of sexual assault, like I talked about, which maybe that maybe that's true. I don't know. But by her definition, it's probably on the level of being asked to if they could buy her a drink. And then she's like, oh, oh you're sexually assaulting me. Let's take a quick second and thank another sponsor for today's show, which is going to come at a perfect opportune time for all of you gentlemen out there trying to impress that special lady in your life. And this is, of course, the Lucky Guy Bakery bringing you homemade, handcrafted, delicious brownies using only the freshest, all-natural ingredients. They're not too sweet. They're not too salty. They're just super chocolatey and super delicious. 
delicious. They've got all kinds of brownies for everybody out there. I like the original, but if you're a peanut butter guy, they've got the peanut butter bonanza. If you like oatmeal, they got that. They've got that for you. If you're vegan, they've got you covered. If you're gluten-free, they've got you covered. So go to the luckyguybakery.com. Use my promo code PF20. That's P as in peddling, F as in fiction, 20 for 20% off your order. Send yourself some brownies, send them to somebody that you care about, and get some for that significant other in your life that's coming up. Guys, don't forget, you don't want to be in the doghouse to start out the new year. And forget all the traditional girly crap that none of us can actually use. Forget the flowers. What everyone really wants deep down inside for Valentine's Day is not flowers. They want chocolate. Chocolate makes everyone happy. They have done studies on this. The reaction that people get, particularly women, when they're indulging in some dark chocolate, it's going to be a lot better for them than looking at some flowers. I mean, I suppose you can get them flowers too. But when it comes to flowers, I'm reminded of some wise old words from my favorite uncle. Why would I try to tell you I love you by giving you something that's dying? That's what flowers are. No, no. Go with the chocolate. Give her some sustenance. Give her the chocolate orgasm for Valentine's Day by going to the Lucky Guy Bakery and using the promo code PF20 for 20% off your order. It's the best of both worlds. You satisfy your girl. You satisfy your sweet tooth. You support the show. And the Lucky Guy Bakery is a fan of the show as well. So everybody wins here. You won't be sorry. Check out the luckyguybakery.com promo code PF20. Oh, it's just this type of behavior, this mentality that she has that is toxic and it's, you know, running rampant through the younger generations in society. It's absolutely disgusting and it should not be validated by anyone, okay? It is criminal what these politicians and the government education system has done to generations of kids, indoctrinating them into thinking like this, that you're constantly a victim, even though you're a fucking member of Congress. Remember when Michelle Obama would give a speech and she's like, uh, you know, trying to claim that she's a victim because she's black and she's literally the fucking first lady of the United States and she's making fucking millions of dollars on fucking Netflix and uh, book sales and shit like that. It's like, get the fuck out of here. But I can't think of anything worse, any worse messaging than teaching people that they're always a victim. I mean, it, it's so destructive to society. To these are These are people, people look up to them. People look up to AOC and uh, the, the rest of the squad, these politicians that are feigning outrage, crocodile tears. It's, it's just despicable what they're doing. This mentality, this victimhood mentality that AOC and all these politicians are pushing on the American people, that that, that uh, the teachers that push it on, the, on these kids throughout the government schools, this is far more destructive than Anything that happened on January 6th, anything that could have happened on January 6th, and it has destroyed far more lives than anything that could have happened on January 6th. That is a fucking fact. Go back and listen to the episode that I did when she was complaining about bootstrapping. If you haven't listened to that, I I think it was a really good episode. And she brilliantly, <laughs> when when the whole bootstrapping thing came on, she brilliantly pointed out that it's just physically impossible to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Um, go back and listen to that where I talked about 
just how detrimental it is to to push this victimhood status story on everybody. I mean, even if it's true, it doesn't do any good. What what good is it to see yourself as a victim, to see every interaction as some sort of attack on you, as a slight on you? What does that do for you? And what a miserable way to go through life. I mean, yeah, sure, we're all going to be uh, a victim in a certain scenario at one point in our lives. You, you know, we can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we fucking react to it. And to react to it the way she's reacting to January 6th is fucking the worst possible reaction you can have to some sort of traumatic event. Uh, if it was traumatic or not, it doesn't matter, okay? Choose, you know, choose to react to it in a healthier way. Don't let yourself become a victim. It, it's all a mental mentality. Shift your your mental thinking, your approach to it. Uh, reject that victimhood reality and replace it with a, a reality that's empowering. You know, take control. Don't don't submit control to to whatever event is happening to you, to whatever you know. Um, negative victimhood feelings you're experiencing no no no. take control um make it if you're gonna make it about you make it an empowering uh message about you you'll be much better off in life instead of you know every time you're presented with a problem or uh something bad happens to you you don't just sit there and fucking cry about it um you take measures to get past it to use it as an opportunity to better yourself better your situation and and go from there i mean this is just um oh, it, it just drives me crazy to see not, not only that she just won't shut up and embellishing this story and trying to use it for political points and and shit like that but the um the amount of people that support her and the, and carrying water for her and this whole you know, victimhood mentality. It, it's man, it's depressing to see, and I just I hate to see people with this sort of mentality. It must be a miserable way to go through life. I couldn't imagine having to go through life like that. So just stop doing it. Stop doing it to your kids, and stop putting up with it from other people when it's not justified. I mean, there are actual victims of really traumatic events out there, and w- what does this do to that? You know, it, it trivializes all their experiences when we make victims out of everything. Just like the, you, know, like you stub your toe and now we're going to call you a fucking hero and, and worship you at the fucking altar. It's like, come on, man. What, what about all these people that actually have fucking real traumatic experiences, real problems? Not like, oh, I thought something was really bad, but it turned out that, you know, it was nothing and I'm fine. Oh, God. All right. Anyway. Uh, I'm sure we'll be getting her resignation now since, you know, she was caught in a lie and lying is not to be tolerated and it's um, not even covered by the First Amendment according to CNN legal analysts, right? So she should resign along with Ted Cruz and all these other politicians that are just lying, right? Hey, if she's not lying. I mean, she's certainly um, stretching the truth and was making it seem like she was right in the mix of this when... She wasn't. She absolutely wasn't. And she fucking knows that. And that's what people that want to make these fucking events all about them, that that were never there. You see this all the time where it's like, 
oh yeah, like I was there and blah blah blah. blah. And you like you you find out later that like they weren't even fucking close to the event that happened. They were like down the street or whatever, but they tried to make it um all about them and like anyway i I gotta move on i I went way too long on that (laughs) um what else are we talking about today oh man i've just been seeing so much like orwellian fucking weird government stuff coming out you know there's they they just hammered through the the 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus thing and there's something about just seeing politicians like sitting up in these elevated desks with like all the statist symbolism around them and now they're wearing masks over their face It, it really makes them look even more sinister than they already are and it's very fucking weird to see this going on yeah i was reading this article i think this was in the washington post and the the uh, the CDC has just come out, and this I guess this went into effect on Monday, and they issued sweeping mask mandates for planes and public transportations in the entire U.S. Now masks must be worn at train and subway stations, bus terminals, and airports nationwide, as well as planes, trains, and other types of public transportation in the United States, according to a far-reaching federal public health order issued late Friday. The order goes beyond. So the order, which will take effect 11.59 p.m. Monday, adds details to the mandate that President Biden signed on his first day in office. So that was, I guess this was one of the things that he was signing and he didn't know what the fuck he was signing. Yeah, it, it was this kind of shit. And the order goes beyond the masking of interstate travel previously announced by the White House. It's a key objective to the preservation of human life. Yeah, that's what they're concerned about here. Requiring masks on our transportation systems will protect Americans, provide confidence in the travel and safety during the pandemic, blah, 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 blah. Uh, this is from the Center for, uh, for uh, Disease Control. They're, they're just issuing fucking orders now to the entire country. Like, what the fuck is that, man? This is insanity. We cannot let them get away with this. They can't just be like, okay, you have to do this now. We're the CDC, an unelected fucking bureaucracy. What gives them the right to do that? And who's going to be enforcing this? The, uh, the, the order said that operators must use best efforts to ensure masks are worn, including at the earliest opportunity disembarking Any person who refuses to comply, it said enforcement will be handled by the Transportation Security Administration, the TSA, and by other federal authorities and may be enforced by cooperating state and local authorities. The CDC prepared a transportation mask requirement last year but was blocked by the Trump White House. One good thing fucking Trump did. Yeah, so I I wasn't originally reading this in the Washington Post, but I couldn't find the article that I initially saw it in. It was a few days ago. But they they mentioned, they had some of the statements from the CDC that said they weren't ruling out criminal charges for people not wearing masks on public transportation. And by the way, like, everyone's already wearing these masks, so I don't know why you have to do this. But the thing that's really chilling here and very creepy is just that some fucking government bureaucracy can issue mandates now. And this this becomes the law of the land? What about that whole thing about how a bill becomes a law that they teach us in fucking eighth grade? We can't just have fucking random unelected bureaucrats making fucking rules and enforcing. And then the TSA, these really Orwellian fucking organizations, you know, Transportation Safety Administration, they're going to come fucking arrest you and throw you in a fucking cage for not wearing a piece of cloth over your face? 
this is where we're at. We this cannot be the state of the United States. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, what the fuck is going on in that country now? All right, let's take a quick break and thank one of our other sponsors for today's show, and that is Photo IQ. Guys, you know I've been talking about them for a while, and I've also been talking about building your human capital, investing in yourselves, learning new skills, and I know all of you guys think you take good pictures. Listen, you don't. I've seen your pictures, okay? They, most of them suck, all right? Um, some of us have a, a natural-born ability, that, that good eye for photography, I'm one of those people, but even I don't know how to take really good pictures. I I know what makes a good picture. I don't necessarily know how to execute all the time. And that's where Photo IQ comes in. They're going to give you one of the most advanced online photography courses of its kind, like nothing you've ever taken before. They will help you build an, uh, uh, an online portfolio. They'll give you feedback on, on all of your um, all the pictures that you take and everything like that. It's going to be more in depth than just about any anything you take up to the college level uh, advanced photography courses, and it's going to be far less cheaper. You don't have to take out any student loans or anything like that. You just got to go to photo iq.co and use my promo code fiction. You will get twenty percent off the order. So any classes that you order for this guy, right now he's giving you 20% off. He doubled the discount for 2021. Don't miss out on this. I don't know how long the 20% is going to last, so go and get it now. You don't have to take the classes now. You can take them whenever you want. There's no time restriction on this or anything like that. You can take it at your own pace whenever you have time, and he'll give you a money-back guarantee. So you really have nothing to lose. Go to photoiq.co and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you, and you'll get 20% off your order. All right, let's get back into the show. I mean, we're, we're supposed to be free people that have uh, self-ownership. We own our bodies, right? My body, my choice kind of thing. And we just now we have governments and, and just unelected bureaucrats issuing decrees that we have to follow or they're going to have us arrested. And this is, you know, all this is going on. We still have the in the background, the uh, Sweden has joined the U.S. on issuing immunity passports. So your passport and how and this was as predicted on this show, not a very bold prediction, I suppose. But yeah, if you want to travel to certain countries now, you have to have a, a special passport that says you've been vaccinated or and or tested positive or, or, or tested negative for COVID or both or both. So in order to travel now, you have to get um, injected with something from the fucking state. How can this be? How can we be letting them get away with this? The, the, the fucking coronavirus is, this is the, you know, I talk about it all the time. This is the camel's nose under the tent. We went from two weeks to flatten the curve to uh, now you have to get injected with something if you want to travel somewhere. Do I have the right to fucking travel freely? Do I, you know, can I move around this world without government permission? without injecting myself with something? Do I own my body or am I a fucking property of the government? Do they own us? It, it certainly seems like they fucking own us right now. I mean, they're bossing us around left and right. This idea that they work for us is absolutely fucking more ridiculous every day. Everything they do, their approach to everything, uh, taxation is another great example. They think they own 100% of us. 
100%. They can tell us what to do, where to go, what we have to eat, when we can eat it. We have to put certain things in our body or they won't let us live our normal lives. Like, man, did this escalate fucking quickly, huh? All within a year. All within a year. And there are people out there right now that are so afraid of getting a fucking fever for a few days that they are willing to submit to this. And then what's next? What, what comes after this is the fucking really scary thing. Because this isn't going to be the last virus, right? This isn't going to be the last emergency. And they, they can come up with anything. They can come up with any excuse. And who knows what they're going to do with all this data. Who knows how many lists they'll be compiling of, of you know immunity passport people and, and whatever. This is super fucking creepy to me. And man, does it, uh, it, it's taking over like the whole world. I don't know where to go now. But this, this whole like sort of globalist mentality where every government does the same thing that another government does, it's very fucking dangerous. It is very fucking dangerous. And all these other governments are going to hop on board now because they don't want to look like they're being irresponsible or something like that when it comes to the coronavirus. And you got airlines that are already, American Airlines is doing something with like immunity passports and shit like that. They want you to show a negative test before you get on the plane. And I mean, why don't we do this for everything? Why just the coronavirus? I mean, there's there's all kinds of contagious shit that you can catch that, that's worse than the fucking coronavirus, if you ask me. Uh, certainly to people uh, my in my, you know, um, age group and, and state of life and everything like that. Why just this one virus? I don't know. There's very, very fucking depressing developments. I don't want to live in this fucking world. I do not want to live in a world where I have to go to to a doctor and get injected with something that I don't fucking want. I don't know what that shit is. I, we don't know the long-term effects of this. And we it's it, it's not even clear that it does anything to prevent the coronavirus. It's like a fucking placebo that... <laughs> That has fucking massive ramifications, like a lot of side effects. The, the side effects is the coronavirus. They're like worse than the coronavirus. And who knows? Who knows what putting that shit in your body is going to do to you five, ten years down the road? They haven't tested this shit out. They have no idea. They have no idea. And people that have been getting vaccinated have been dying. And other people that have been getting vaccinated have caught the fucking uh, COVID after they've been vaccinated for it. I mean, this is nonsense. This is fucking nonsense. And man, they are they are they have a fucking stranglehold around us. And it you know, it's like a boa constrictor that's that's wrapping itself around the fucking victim. And they are so close to having us like completely fucking wound up that we can't move and then they just get to slowly eat us to death that we are we are right there, man. We are right fucking there. I don't know like pretty soon we're not going to be able to fucking travel. Uh you're going to have to get like special permission from the state, and and people are oh if you don't like it you can leave. Really? Can I now? Where am I gonna go? Can I leave without getting vaccinated? Are you sure? Are you sure I could do that without paying my fucking taxes, without paying off my fucking student loans? Oh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about was the student loan forgiveness. But we can't fucking leave now. No, no, they control us. They can tell us we we've already surrendered the principle that we um can exercise self-ownership and we can be responsible adults and now uh now just any government agency would they, they can create any agency and they never go away but they'll have an agency for everything and then when that agency decides that they want to just exert control they can just tell us make a, a decree 
This is now the law of the land. This is a mandate. You have to do it. And uh, here are the agents that are going to enforce it. I mean, we've let them put this whole apparatus in place. This, this is the fucking problem. You cannot give them an inch. Oh, create the traffic uh, management authority. Oh, no, that's in Chicago. That's another fucking. Oh, create the Transportation Safety Administration, the TSA, after 9-11, right, to prevent another 9-11 style attack. Well, now what are they going to do? Now they're, they're going to use that agency and the infrastructure that they have in place and all those agents to fucking arrest you if, you, if they are not uh, abiding by all of their fucking mandates. This is what happens when you give the fucking government an inch. They take a mile and then they fucking bend you over and give it to you good. And I'm not just talking about the anal swabs that they want to do now to test for the coronavirus. I mean, it, it's almost like they're fucking with us. And they're just trying to see how far they can push this thing. And what's what's pathetic, we, we America's supposed to be different. I don't care if fucking Sweden wants to do that shit. We're, we're Americans. We're supposed to be fucking different. We're not supposed to be fucking sucking up to the government and letting them push us around like we're a bunch of bitches where are your balls every time the fucking government should try to come out with one of these decrees the entire 320 million americans or whatever it is should tell them to go fuck themselves not start becoming fucking you know karens and ratting out your fucking fellow americans because they didn't have a mask on or they didn't get vaccinated or they had a party what what the fuck is happening to us man what happened to this country I can't believe this has happening so quickly. And it's very fucking freaky to watch. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I will be as far away from this fucking forced vaccination, mask mandate shit as possible. And I'm going to live my life the way I lived it for the previous you know, 34 years before we had all this fucking craziness take hold of us. The other thing that um, I wanted to touch on briefly, I know I'm kind of running out of time here. But the it looks like they have singled out the one of the Reddit traders as as like the scapegoat for the whole uh, GameStop chaos thing that that happened last week. They had oh do I still do we have that interview? There was a very revealing interview that Maxine Waters did, you know, Aunt Esther, <laughs> and they were asking her questions about how she's going to handle this um, this hearing that's coming up. I think in two weeks. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to have everybody there. We're going to listen. But they found this guy. Um, he goes by the the screen names Roaring Kitty and Deep Fucking Value. And he was, I guess he's one of these guys that for years he's been talking about GameStop. Like this goes back a ways. And he was working for, he was working for Mass Mutual. His name is Keith Gill. Up until a couple weeks ago, he was working for them. So I guess he might have been violating some of the company's policy by posting about stocks and stuff like that. He was an employee for them, so he wasn't supposed to be doing that. They didn't know he was doing it. But So the the state has appointed the, the House Financial Services Committee, and Max, led by Maxine Waters, and then Janet Yellen, who is the, um, the new Treasury Secretary, former head of the Federal Reserve, who... Um, this is this is what's really fucked up, and you, you know they're they're really up to something here. But it looks like this uh, they're they're gonna go after this fucking Reddit guy, and and he's gonna be he's they're gonna do something to him. They're gonna hit him with fines, maybe throw him in jail or something, because he orchestrated this whole thing, right? Janet Yellen, 
who will be leading the, the, the charge of this, right? She got paid by Citadel, which is one of these hedge fund firms that just happens to own a substantial stake of Robinhood. And they were one of the hedge funds that was getting crushed in the short squeeze. Janet Yellen got paid like $800,000 over the last couple of years for speeches at Citadel. And now she's um, not recusing herself from from this investigation where she's looking into Citadel, Robin Hood and, uh, you know, the, the whole trading thing. But what, what do you think? What do you think she's going to conclude with that? She knows where her fucking bread is buttered. And she knows that after she's done being the Treasury Secretary, she, you know, she could have a career back in, you know, the, the private sector and. She would like Citadel to give her another couple hundred grand, I'm sure. And who knows what the first, you know, 800, almost a million dollars they gave her. Who knows what that was for? I mean, that was probably to protect them in case something like this happened. So this whole thing is a fucking, this thing stinks to high heavens, right? You have Robin Hood who fucking, after this short squeeze went on, they they halted the buy side of the trades. Um, They're owned by Citadel. Citadel was on the wrong side of these trades. And Robinhood's whole business model, right? For those of you guys who don't know, and I've been complaining about them for years, not not really complaining, just letting people know that this is what they were doing because they don't charge any fees or anything for to use Robinhood. And that's why so many young people liked it. It was a free trading platform. Well, how do you think they're making money? If they're not charging you, they got to be doing something else, right? They were selling your fucking trading data to all of these hedge funds. That's how they were making money. So they, they would collect your data and they would sell it to hedge funds and then the hedge funds would front run the trades. We all knew they were doing this, or at least the, those of us in the know knew this, you know, those of us who like run around these circles and, and follow this sort of stuff. But I mean, they're, they're all tied together now. Robin Hood, Citadel, Janet Yellen, who's leading this investigation. And, and conveniently, they found one fucking poor schmuck. Well, he's not a poor schmuck anymore. I mean, he made fucking millions off this trade. Uh, Keith Gill at one point he almost had 50 million in his uh, account in his brokerage account but he held on and he's down to like I don't know a measly like 15 million or something I don't know when he actually got out but I think he made you know tens of millions of dollars on this you know it it always seems like they find one scapegoat for these uh, when these events happen there was one article I was reading, if you guys remember when they were having those big flash crashes of, of, uh, back in like 2010, I think it was, there there was like one bas- like one poor bastard that got busted for that. They made him the scapegoat. He was on like house arrest or something like that. And I think they fined him. I, I don't really remember the details, but th- this is sort of how they operate. Remember the, the uh, at the end of um, the big short too, they talk about the the one guy that fucking got thrown in jail for for all of the the, the ridiculous trading that went on during the uh, the 2008 financial collapse there was just one guy that nobody's ever heard of i don't remember his name just one guy one one uh one poor bastard that got busted and thrown in a cage and it, it always seems like they find one guy and it's never the the citadels of the world it's never the the Janet Yellens or the the Robin Hoods it's you know one guy on Reddit who may or may not have had a lot to do with this i mean it it's kind of hard to tell but he didn't do anything illegal i guess he broke some of uh his company's rules like i don't know what that means if you after you stop working from the company it's like okay you can't fire me so w- 
whatever. I, I, you know, I can't find the audio right now and I don't want to spend any more time looking at it. I'm already kind of running over, but uh, I'll try to get that together and we'll follow this because this hearing is, isn't going to be for another couple of weeks or something, but very, very revealing interview by uh, Maxine Waters, who is just whew, one of the dimmest bulbs in Congress. I mean, between her and AOC, they always seem to come up and, and be involved in these things. And it looks like they're getting their ducks in a row to really fucking stick it to the little guy. We'll see what happens here. This is this will be very um, revealing one way or another. And we'll have to see what the uh, what the establishment does during these hearings. And uh, I will keep you guys posted, but I will wrap there uh, for today. Don't forget to download and subscribe and share the show. If you liked what you heard here today, do me a favor and give me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. And don't forget, tonight at um, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, we are getting together for a happy hour. We're going to throw back a few cocktails. So if you are a supporting listener of the show, and you have been in the past, you will get a link from me to the email that you used when you contributed to the show. So I will send you that link a little bit before 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and you can use that to hop on to the, it's a Facebook Messenger meeting thing that I set up, a room that I set up that you guys can all hop into. We can shoot the breeze, have a few drinks, have some fun, and watch the sun set in beautiful, sunny Puerto Vallarta. Hopefully we'll have a good one today. The last few days have been... Um, the last two days have been good. The two days before that, there it was kind of cloudy and weird, which is very rare for this um, for this time of year. But I can't control the weather, unfortunately. But hopefully, we'll have a nice one for you guys tonight. And if you want to become a a member, a supporting member of the show, just go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com. Click on the Support the Show tab and set up a monthly donation. As little as a dollar, I think, you can donate. I don't, I don't care how much you do it. As long as it's a recurring donation, I will, uh, I will put you into the group. If it's a one-time donation, I'll put you in for the next one. But then you'll have to keep donating to get in. So anybody that's, that's already previously donated to the show has been grandfathered into this. And um, if it was just a one-time donation for like the the my my friend's daughter, uh, that's fine. I I'm I'm grandfathering you guys all in. Yeah, I let's uh, let's do this. So hop hop on hop on at six and let's let's have some fun tonight. And for the rest of you guys, I will talk to you on Monday. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>